Once again, it's on. I'm here with my main man, the smoothness via Skype. How you doing, baby? I'm all good, man. I'm all good. I'm great. I'm great. Good, good, good to hear. Getting good to hear. Level four. Uh, getting ready for level four. Mm-hmm. Also, a big week, South Africa celebrating its birthday. No Happy doubt. birthday, South Africa. Yeah. Shout out to those on the front line during this time, the health practitioners and everybody staying safe uh um good good job everyone no doubt um we're here again to talk about the last dance uh episodes three and four this show has captured the world's imagination uh directed by jason air um today's show we're going to talk about episodes three and four and basically the spine of the season the 10 parts season is obviously looking at the Bulls' championship run. But in order to have that spine, what they did was they they looked at the characters that they would also uh, flash back and tell you their backstories at different points in the episode. So episode one, Michael Jordan was helping set the table. Episode two, in that season, Scotty was gone. So then they take us back. Like, why was Scotty gone? We, We learn his history and obviously the contract. And so for episode three, Scotty's gone. Michael needs a number two and... Dennis Rodman is there. What did you What did you think about episode three? Um, episode three, man, Rodman. I've I've always loved Rodman. I've I've always been a Rodman fan. So um, seeing him, seeing his part, I think was 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 pretty dope. Um, shoo. I think it over the past couple of weeks, I've been I've been looking into a bit more, you know, watching a few more Chicago Bulls games, um, especially between ninety six ninety eight. And um, and even watching them actually before then, I mean during Jordan's first uh, first run, um, Rodman was something else, man. Rodman was 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 another beast. Um, it's 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 amazing how people. I don't think people realized before how important, how integral a part he was in the Bulls' success. You know, people have always known him to be the the crazy guy, and even then, they don't really know to what extent. They don't know why. They don't really, you know, there's no backstory. There's just there's this crazy guy from the Bulls who has tattoos and rings all over and, and, and piercings all over his body. Um, now we really got to get into it, see, you know, chat about the, well, hear about the man, um, learn about his background. I mean, I've seen his thirty for thirty stories, so you know, a lot of the stuff I'd already seen before. But um, just some of the stories around that actual season. I mean, the story around how he basically, I mean, Phil says he's the one that actually, he was the most integral part, most valuable piece when Pippen went out, that, that Rodman is the one that actually kept the team together, you know, and, um, and I, I, just, I, I just love the story. Man. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Rodman groupie. <laughs> I, you can tell I'm a Rodman groupie. I just loved, loved that he got his shine. And I think a lot of people, I mean, after the show, after the, the, the episode, a lot of people were, were coming out with a lot of Rodman love, which is, which is really dope. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Rodman groupie as well. Um, and in fact, for me, Dennis Rodman is a genius, uh, a rebounding genius. And also, I wanted to ask you, because I remember now, they're coming off the loss to Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal and Horace Grant that year, right? Yeah. They're coming off that loss. Horace Grant showed them flames. Yes. Never mind Nick Anderson stealing the ball from Jordan. Yes. But... Do you remember where you were when you heard they signed Rodman? Because I have a clear memory of walking down of I, I have a clear memory of coming home and like hearing the news. And then immediately I thought 
they're going to win the championship next season. Did you think that? Um, no, I did not. Uh, I've told you the back my 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 story with 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 Jordan, right? <laughs> I've told you that when he came when Jordan yeah. came back, I was uh, I, I, I yeah was you were strictly in the penny, much. but that's yeah, that's I what I'm saying. You 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 were, you were in the penny zone, but that's what but but I'm saying objectively. No, I, I did just not remember. think they were going to win. No, I did not really? think they were going to win. Yeah, because I thought Orlando Magic was going to win. I was I was rooting season. for Orlando. Yeah, I was rooting for Orlando ah. the next season. Um, so, because remember because what happened were, was that remember what happened was Orlando then got swept by by Houston, and I was Hakeem. almost in tears after Game One when Nick Anderson missed those four free throws in a row. I, was I wasn't so in tears at all. I was very happy that Hakeem won. Oh <laughs> man, I was not happy at all. I was a huge Penny Hardaway fan, um, and uh, you know my. Um, my what's it called? My firmly African, you know, roots. <laughs> you know, uh, we're not we're not fully entrenched yet. So I, I was I, I just didn't um, I wasn't feeling Hakeem that much either. Look, I love his game, but you know he wasn't on my top players players list. Um, you know, we're all about guards. Remember, that's when we're actually playing. So you're trying to model, and, and it's early days, so you're trying to model your game after different people. And for me, Hardaway yeah. like literally was that guy. So um, wow. and he played well in that game one. I was certain. I mean, and remember, Orlando was 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 supposed to win that uh, that championship. So they didn't go. No in. one gave Houston. No one gave Houston a chance. And we, I was one hundred percent Houston. Hakeem. You were one hundred percent what? And that's the year that um, I was one hundred percent Hakeem. One hundred percent Hakeem. Uh, that's the year when when Rudy Tom Jones had never underestimated the heart of a champ because they were you know they were down three one to the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> yes, yes. So they fought a lot of things. The anyway, Charles but, but so Suns. the Charles Barkley led Phoenix Suns. So, but as you said, so because you were uh, obviously looking at Penny, I was watching that series going, and Horace Grant killed them in that series, and I'm like, they're gonna need somebody to. To 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 you know to stand up to him. So when yeah. I heard they got Dennis Rodman, I was like, they're gonna win. So mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised. I was like, they're gonna win because that's mm-hmm. who they needed. And he had just come off a rough patch with San Antonio. But I was like, that's who mm-hmm. they need. And and you know the rest. I was, that, I was I was I was in my I told you so um, mode when that happened. Because like I said, I was the Penny fan. They then beat the Bulls. I'm like, I told you, this guy ain't like Jesus. Like, just relax, everyone. Penny Hardaway's the new guy. You know, just, just, just get with it. You know what I mean? Get, get, get with the program. So, fine, they get swept by Houston. I want Nick Anderson to be traded out of the NBA to, like, the PBL. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to come sign with Ecole Magic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you need to get out of there, though. And, um... And uh, yeah, so the following season, you know, in my mind, um, you know, that's that's now things are gonna are gonna come into place, and Orlando's gonna win the championship, and Penny Hardaway's gonna be MVP, and so on and so forth. And yeah, and then um, you know, and then yeah. that's that's yeah. when yeah, that's when that's everything when, yeah. went down. Then Rodman came through, and um, MJ did his thing, and the Bulls won seventy two games, and I was like, you know what? Who am I kidding? This is actually ridiculous now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is this is the Messiah. Okay, my apologies, Jordan. You are the goat. 
All right, I'm back. Where do I, where do I get my best? <laughs> where, where, do, where do I sign up? Where do um, I sign up? I love... I, I, you mentioned earlier the... Um, the Rodman 30 for 30, uh, Dennis Rodman for better or worse, which is a fascinating documentary, takes you inside what a hard life he had. And, um, I think that, you know, I, I loved it when Jordan, when Jordan said, you know, Dennis is one of the smartest guys I played with. He understood defensive strategy with all the rotations and he had no limits in terms of what he does. And one of my favorite sequences in the film is when he was talking about, I mean, he's, he's always, often said it, but that's the beauty of film is that now when he talks about, oh, Larry Birdshot comes off this way magic shot comes yes. up this way you know they yes. they do these jump cuts and then and then it becomes so visceral and you see him watching on the tape or whatever i mean with, yeah. you see him watching it and he has his he has the the sheets in front of him how 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 much do you remember about how he turned rebounding around made it an art form um look I know, honestly, Rodman, he's always been a, a great defensive player. He's always been a, a charismatic player, well, from his Pistons days. I only really started to take note, no, take notice of, of Rodman's stats, I'd say like in the mid-90s. And uh, when he was at, when he was at, uh, at, 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 at San Antonio. And because uh, this, this guy who kept on leading the league in rebounds. And I got into the stats and I saw that this guy's like six, seven, six, eight. How in the world is he averaging 15 rebounds per game? You know, and mm, then I, that's mm. when I really started to take note of, of who Rodman was. And that's obviously when he started to, you know, get into a lot of his, his public antics, you know, um, the yes. Madonna thing started to happen. You know what I mean? The comedy lecture stuff a little bit later. And, um, so all of that then came in. That's then what kind of, you know, made him the personality that he is. So over and above that now, now you've got more incentive to know what is this guy about? You know what I mean? So I, I was yes. really late in terms of getting to, to, to understand just how dominant, um, of a player, uh, uh, uh Rodman was. And I think it was mainly also because remember how different he looked. If you look at how he looked at the Pistons and how he looked yeah. after <laughs> the Pistons, it's like two different guys. So there were, I always used to remember, cause the, remember there's that shot against, uh, against the Pistons. I think it was in game four of the Eastern Conference Finals in 89 when uh, Doug Collins, when that Doug Collins made the remark that, you know what, the play was get the ball to Michael and everyone else get the fuck out of the way. Remember that yeah, play? Yeah, where yeah, he drives yeah, down, yeah. gets up real high, his balls are pretty much in, in Dennis Rodman's, you know, face and he hits it off the glass for, for, for a jump shot, like a running chain. <laughs> Yeah, so I always remembered that guy because I was thinking in my mind when I was watching that, like, damn, this guy played such good defense. And then I used to see clips and I'd see him. I'm like, yeah, this is a, good, a great defender. But I didn't, I didn't put him, I didn't think he was the same guy with the hair and the tats and all of that stuff, you know? So then it was like, oh, snap, you know? His story started to come together for me, like, as his career was like, going along, you know? And then obviously yeah, yeah, watching yeah. the thirty for thirty, it all it comes together nicely. And then you just you can't help but 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 love the guy, you know. Clearly got yeah, mental yeah. issues, but you gotta you gotta love the guy. Look, I mean, I think that if you if you if you um, and I'm glad you touched on that. If you watch the Dennis Rodman documentary for better or worse, and even if you watch the Bad Boys Pistons thirty for yeah. thirty documentary, both we, we recommend both. Um, it, you know, he said, you know, he created a monster, but also the thing with Dennis was the, again, the, the, the trauma from childhood kicked out the house, worked as a janitor. Do you know what I mean? Like this, this constant yeah. search for, 
for uh, not just father figures, but this constant search for uh, appreciation and affirmation. Yeah. And it's, yeah. No, it's no surprise that the places he found success are the places where he was affirmed. Chuck yeah. Daly is on record, you yeah. know, the bad boys, that family. And then, you know, the what I really admired about Jordan and uh, even Pippen and uh, Phil Jackson at the time was this idea of we're going to accept you for who you are do your work though. And that was quite huge. Cause I remember at the time, you know, Rodman, cause he had a bad stint in San Antonio, everybody, you know, even the, they mentioned in the documentary, they didn't think it would work, but I knew it would work because I really being, being of the school of Jordan, I think he, he always recognized what was better for the team. And I think that's what makes him great is the idea of like, Phil is going to take the ball out of my hand, but you know what? I won't go along with it first, but I'll go along. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, yeah. you're never stuck. You're continually evolving and you're continually searching. So we just got a, we just got waxed by Orlando. Yeah. We need somebody to help us out. Yeah. doesn't matter that this guy was our enemy or whatever. This guy can help us. And um, so, so... Here's, here's, really here's like something that. interesting, and, though. And, here's something interesting, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in there. And... Um, I heard Isaiah say this, and I thought it was it was it was kind of profound. Something I didn't really consider before. It seems like because they didn't just take uh, uh, Dennis Rodman. At some point, they brought in Sally, um, John Sally, and then they brought in Edwards as well. All all uh, Pistons bad boys players. Uh, yes, it's almost like they wanted to take certain parts of the bad boys ethos and culture, and entrench it into their current Bulls structure as well because Rodman didn't change, you know what I mean? So the same thing yes, that yes. you know you were saying was um, was was bad for the game and so on and so forth, you know, he recognized, to, to your point, he recognized that that's the type of stuff, that gritty stuff that, mm. that wins championships. So why not yes. get who was the, the best defensive player on those squads bring him yes. over to us you know i thought that exactly. was very smart and i think phil did it was uh, phil being phil knew how to kind of adjust his coaching style so that he could accommodate for whatever you know um um uh what's the call psychological issues <laughs> you know that rodman that rodman might have um and he just he just <laughs> did it so 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 well you know um so it was really just Absolutely. a combination and, and of, of, of bad boy and Chicago Bulls, you know, style of play. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what, here's, a, here's a story from the listening to the making of it. Um, the director talks about waiting to interview Rodman and um, Rodman was two hours late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, um, and then when Rodman, because as a director, I know that thing when you're waiting for the person to, you know, come that you're going to interview and Rodman comes in walks past him and then they're in the elevator and Rodman said, what's this for again? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the director, the director also shares the thing with Phil Jackson, similar thing. They get to his house, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, you know, it takes a longer. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> um, just, just some, just some really beautiful stuff. Um, I love. I don't know if you saw the, the some of the Twitter reactions to the episode three, but Donovan Mitchell, I thought had the best. He says, "Say what you want, but Dennis Rodman invented load management." 
But I mean, that shit cracked me up again. I mean, how in the world are you going to ask for a vacation in the middle of a season? Absolutely Look, crazy, man. I saw somebody. I saw somebody online talking about. Imagine beginning a film like that. Carmen Electra's in the room. Dennis Rodman knocking on the door is Michael Jordan. It's like that's the beginning yeah. of the movie. <laughs> I was like, I want to oh, see that movie, man. and, yeah, and no it was doubt. good to see her. It was good to see her in the documentary as well. And also, I mean, that whole sequence, how how it's told, you know, they leave the episode. He he just gets on the bike, drives out. Um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's like um, I like how they almost made it like Star Wars in the beginning of like you know episode four. If you think about the Force Awakens or how Star Wars always starts, the Force Awakens like Luke Skywalker yeah, has disappeared yeah, or something yeah. hasn't been heard from. So, so Episode Four begins like <laughs> Dennis Rodman, you know what I mean? Then it flips, then it flips. It's like he's been absent with permission. Then it goes to without permission yeah, then, for eighty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Have yeah. you? Do you remember? Do you remember a time where you had a teammate bail? Well, I guess not bail. Bail is not the right word. Bail is not the disappear. right word. But the idea, like, disappear. Sure. Have we? You know, let me think now. No, I've, we haven't. No, I've never, I've never experienced that. I've never I'll experienced that. But I'll tell you I'll what tell you I what, have. Yeah. Is, yeah. is the type of energy that Rodman had. I mean, there's yeah. certain teams, there are guys that, that bring that kind of energy. And I remember we had, you know, we had some dudes that just always brought you know, that kind of energy. I mean, they're, they're such perfect teammates. You know, there's the type of yes. guys where you love to have these guys on your team, but you literally hate to go up against them, you know? Um, yes, yes. You, 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 if you've ever had a teammate like that, you'll know what I'm talking about. And they are the best type of teammates to have. You know, guys that will sacrifice everything. They don't care about whether they're shooting jumpers. They literally are just focused on helping the team win in whatever way possible. And m most of the time, it's geared towards just hustling, getting rebounds, blocking shots, you know, playing, you know, playing great defense. And if, you know, anyone tries to rough you up, you know, they're the first ones there with their chest out on some, yo, man, leave this, leave this dude alone. You know, what are you doing? We want to beat you up. Yeah, exactly. You know? Ex exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's dope, man. It's, it's a great type of teammate to have. I, I remember the one time we were playing in the corporate basketball league and we needed, and, and um, I know you know it because he's a great player, Naftal. Yes. And Naftal was in <laughs> Naftal was in Mozambique. Uh, he had gone back to Mozambique. And we like needed him in this game. And my memory, and this is what I love about basketball <laughs> and team sport. And we were like, we need Naftal to win to beat these guys. Yeah. Naftal drove up from Mozambique. And literally before the game starts, <laughs> Naftal is coming. He has the he has the sneakers around his neck, <laughs> parks his car. He's like, okay, guys, I'm here. He drove up, he from, drove Mozambique. up from Mozambique. He drove <laughs> up from Mozambique. Got out the car, laced him hey, up, man. put in work. We, we, we won the championship, got back in his car, drove back to Mozambique. <laughs> oh, my God, man. People don't understand. This basketball thing, man. It's I'm like, telling you. I mean, that type of love, that basketball type of love is some other stuff, man. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. And he was a member of the team, so I think he. Had, he I think you know he had had to go back. Yeah, he, he, 
he was away basically, but then yeah. we had made it to the finals and we needed him. And that's what I love about it. That, that there's that, that selfless. That's what I've always enjoyed about the team game is yeah. like when people can, they do some things where you go like, we're not even getting paid for this. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I don't even remember us contributing to his petrol or anything. I mean, I don't even remember that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. Anyway. We, can't, we, can't, we can't talk about the uh, Pistons without talking about the Jordan rules. Yeah. Now, now I love the, I love the, you know, ever since Michael Jordan's playground, this whole thing about Jordan rules. Obviously, Sam Smith wrote a book also, The Jordan Rules. I know you know that book. Yes, I do know it. I, I, I think yeah. I saw it lying around here somewhere. Yeah, can I have my book back, please? <laughs> um, so, so I, I found this section funny. I want you to talk about this because I, I love this section in the documentary. Uh, when John Sally says you have to stop him before he takes flight because he's yeah. not human, right? Yeah. And then, and then they work out. There's a great sequence in the Thirty for Thirty Bad Boys where Isaiah Thomas phones them at two o'clock in the night. To, to say this is what we need to do to stop him. So on the wings, we're going to push him to the elbow and we're not going to let him drive to the baseline. When he's on top, we're going to influence him to go to his left because that was, at the time, that was his weaker hand. When he, got the, when he gets the ball in the low post, we're going to trap him from the top. And if that failed, Lambert and Mohan will go there and knock, yeah. <laughs> and knock his ass down. What did you think about what did you what are your thoughts on on the Jordan rules and just just the idea and and I wonder did they ever have KP rules I know when we used to play against she was like okay what are we gonna do with this guy and I'm talking about playground because you could you know what I mean like and 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 yeah and many times I was on the unfortunate end of that of that uh, interaction um, yeah and they'll be like but I always took it easy just you come and sit down. <laughs> I always try to take it easy. <laughs> yeah, but not not too easy though. You didn't take it too easy. <laughs> if I I think I remember if 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 like I did something successful, you will come back and then do like five more things just to say, listen, man, don't get comfortable. You, you know, I was I was a very I was a very competitive guy. Let's just put it for like sure. That. Yeah. What's your take on the Jordan rules? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Look, it it's it's. I know because uh, that that stuff always used to happen. I mean, you're right. Um, you know, guys would uh, would resort to to anything. It's almost like, a, look, we we gotta do anything to stop this person from doing what he does. Um, and a lot of the times that involves, you know, irritating people. In fact, you know, the one time, oh, you just reminded me. <laughs> Loi so cola. I'm gonna call him out there. <laughs> Shout out to Loi. <laughs> Shout out, Lloyd. That's my homie. That's my homie. Um, no, that's, our boy. that's yeah, our boy. Yeah, that's our boy. Doing, that's our doing big things. Doing big things. I, really big. He put me on, and I have to put this on on on, on wax now because um, I always told him anytime I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this, you're gonna get the first shout out. The group, the hip hop group Griselda. Mm. Lloyd put me on, and literally has rejuvenated my 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 love for for hip hop for at least new school. Hip hop. These guys yes. are yes. the shit. I mean, they are the ones. So Loy is the right. one. The one day we're chilling. A couple of months ago, I can't remember where we were. We we're chilling, and he's like, "Yo, man, have you heard them Griselda guys?" You know what I mean? And then that was it. But anyway, <laughs> let's, 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 that will be a conversation for another day. Anyway, Loy. So Loy were, were balling at uh, at Zoo Lake. Uh, Loy resorts to in inverted commas KP rules. 
And dude, we're playing full court. And this guy is fouling me the whole time, you know. So now I used to complain a lot about fouls earlier on, and then later on, I wouldn't let it like irritate me too much. You know, I was I, mm. I started to expect it, so yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't let it irritate me. I wouldn't let it get under my skin. So he's fouling me the whole game, and it's fine. I'm just calling my fouls, obviously, but you know, I'm 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 chilled. And on the one play, I go up. I can't remember. I crossed his ass over. I go to the basket. <laughs> This guy pushes me into the pole. I lose it. I lost it. Again, I was like, wow, I'm throwing F-bombs. I'm like, screw you. You know how it is on the court. You, you know, you, you become friends. You're, you're back to being friends when you get outside the four lines. So yeah. I'm like, now I, I switch. I switch into killer mode. And I went at this brother. He will remember it. <laughs> I, and the thing is now, the trash talking stuff. Because he's my nigga. And I didn't want to like, yeah, I didn't want to talk too much trash. But now I wanted the ball every play, and I schooled him on every play, and I was letting him know about it every time. And sometimes <laughs> mid move, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, while I'm going to the basket, you know what I mean? So now that you mentioned that, it's just it's just a reminder. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. what that's what happened with 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 Lloyd. He resorted to the rules, and then yeah, he just ignited something. But I mean, after the game, it was all good. You know, we hugged it out. But, of course, um, no. It's something. It's a Law, memory that I will just never forget because of how angry I got. You know, Law, Law is great, and also what I always tell people as well is like my first interactions with Loy before he took the world, uh, you know, before he took the world by storm yeah, was yeah. on the basketball court. Great like, player. On the huh? He's in a great, great, great player. player great player. Great player. Loves the game. Great player. Uh, we we got to get him on actually, and yeah. then also the other person people don't know about is Riyad Musa, who is also a top comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we produced this film material, and material two is coming out soon. Um, he used to play basketball lunchtime. Him and his, he was a medical student. He used to play basketball lunchtime at UCT. And I always tell, I always tell this, so I, I know you won't mind, and we used to kill them mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> Riyad, Riyad and his friends were not having it. We used to mm-hmm. beat them all the time. <laughs> And uh, every time I see him, I'm like, yo, remember those lunchtime? <laughs> and this is be- this is before also doing great things in the comedic space. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know he bought, actually. He he did. He did. Okay. He did. Um, but uh, lunchtime, those lunchtime UCT runs. Yeah. Riyad and company left annoyed many times. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, tough, man. I mean, just to... Just to, to close it off, I mean, going back to, I, I don't know if I answered your question. I gave you an example of my situation, but if I'm in the Pistons' shoes, it must, it's so frustrating when you have a guy that is just so unstoppable. You will really resort to, to anything. Because, I mean, when you're, I mean, competitive, sometimes people don't understand competition and how, as a sportsman, how important it is and what a big, I mean, sometimes you lose, like if I have a, if I used to have a bad run at the playgrounds, it would yeah. mess up sometimes my whole week. I would be waiting for yeah, next man. week, Saturday or Sunday, to just go yeah. back there and, 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 and sort that shit out. You know what I mean? So the Absolutely. fact that, you know, so these guys, I mean, now we're talking about NBA playoffs. We're talking about, you know, the competitive level must be, you know, exponentially higher. So yeah. you will resort to absolutely, you know, anything. And just the, the makeup of their team and I think the personalities that they had, um, just took it to a whole nother level. You know, Bill Lambeer, Rick Mahorn, um, Isaiah Thomas and those guys, Vinny the Microwave, um, Joe Dumas. I mean, those are 
really competitive guys and you see it just through the TV screen that, you know, these dudes, you know, these are not the type of guys you want as an offensive player. These are not the type of guys you want on the opposite end, you know, kind of facing you down. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I get it. I mean, uh, the Jordan rules, hey man, I get it. You know, if someone is not human, <laughs> we need to, we need to, what, dehumanize him. <laughs> we, need to, we need to, we need to, he mustn't get in the air. He mustn't also get in the just, air. Yeah. Just on Riyad Musa, material drops uh, Netflix May 1st as well. So check it out. Uh, great film. Coaching. Yeah. Episode four, they spoke about Phil Jackson. And I've had a, I've, I've always loved Phil Jackson, tr- the, the, his philosophies, um, the triangle offense. Um, and I've actually modeled, when I started reading his books, Sacred Hoops, and all the other books he's written, even at that time in the 90s, I was, you know, thinking of becoming a director, trying to understand how, how do you get a system? How do you get people to work together? How do you bring these? And, and, uh, you know, and he's always been in his, his take on those Bulls teams and later those Laker teams have always been interesting to me. At which point did you start to look at Phil Jackson beyond just being the coach, but some of these philosophies? So I started to actually take an interest in psychology in 96, 97, um, when I was still in, in, in school. But not, you know, I'm not going to lie and act like I was reading Freud books or whatever, but I really, I, I, I liked, because I wanted to understand, I always like to get into people's heads, you know, and even to this day, I still like, I, I just have always been very interested in, 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 in that, you know, human to human interaction and just how to kind of get into people's heads. When I was young, I was very raw. I didn't really understand it too well. But I knew that it was something that was there, you know. So yes. when I started to now, and, and now I'm maturing, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting more and more serious about the game and starting to understand these concepts a little bit better. Now I kind of get into Phil Jackson. Before, we were just focusing on Michael Jordan, on Scottie Pippen and the Dennis Rodmans. And then you start to to hear or start to want to learn more about the actual coach. And when I started to learn more about the coach, I really gravitated towards him almost as much as I gravitated towards the players. Um, you know, hippie, you know, that just used, you know, his coaching style, I thought was, was, I can't even say it was ahead of its time because I don't think there's been a coach since then. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's like once in a lifetime type of dude, you know, um, just understood players, understood, I feel like he understood people, um, more, um, astutely than he did X's and O's. And that's yes. what made the X's and O's, you know, that sort of took them to another level, you know. Um, so I, I've really, I've really always loved Phil Jackson. I think from about like 98 or so, I've, I've loved Phil Jackson. Even after he left the Bulls, you know, he was at the Lakers and I was hating on the Lakers. I've always loved Phil Jackson. You know, I just love his, his, his approach. I love his story. You know, he's like a real, he's a real guy, you know. Um, and I think that's yeah. also why yeah. he, he, he had such a great relationship with, um, you know, with Dennis Rodman, I've heard that, I mean, Phil used to, you know, do acid, you know, take acid and, you know, he's, <laughs> he's one of those guys, like a proper, proper, proper hippie. It, it made me laugh. You know, he did the whole coaching stint in, I think it was Puerto Rico, right? This yeah, is yeah, yeah. made me laugh when he's talking about how it was wild over there. And like the one time the, one of the refs was calling, was, was, was blowing bad calls the whole game and the governor 
came and shot him in the leg. <laughs> and all he got was a suspension from all home games. That was a slap on the wrist. Like, ah, dog, you can't be shooting people. No more home games for you. <laughs> You know? It was a so, it was a great sequence. It a was great, great sequence, yeah. So you can tell he's 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 just a well traveled guy, um, knows his stuff. You know, um, um, a very worldly type of guy. You know, his 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 fascination with um, uh, Indian history. I'm sure he just seems like a very knowledgeable type of guy, like the type of person you want to sit with for hours. You know, have a whiskey with you know, or you know, for him, you know, roll up, roll up, roll something. You know. <laughs> Roll something, something roll something medicinal, <laughs> you know, and just listen to this man speak, you know. Um, I've really just always loved his approach to coaching. I've loved his, his interaction with the players. It's something that has always resonated very well with someone like me, at least. I, I really love that type of interaction. And if you can fuse yeah. that with basketball, then, uh, you know, you're my guy. You're absolutely, I think you're right. Uh, same kind of love. And I, I tried to fuse it as well. In, 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 in directing and bringing, you know, trying to bring a team together on all the projects. And what I liked about him and Dennis, the, the idea of bonding over the Native American history and finding things in common. And also, again, the recognition. I mean, Doug Collins, I, I love the interplay, the Doug Collins thing and Tex Winter and Jerry Krause, which is also a beautiful thing in the story. The idea of you saw Jerry Krause. Uh, doing some dance there, which um, I think there'll be memes. Oh my gosh. There'll be memes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was just me. But, I thought it was just me. But, <laughs> but, 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 but the thing about, the thing about even at the, at the, you know, the rise and fall. So there was a time when Jerry Krause recognized this, this man is the guy that's going to help us. And the, the ability to spot talent, but obviously, in the time that we're covering, they're no longer friends and the documentary brings that in the closing as it sets up the next episode. So, so I love that sort of trajectory and, and the idea of like Tex Winter and this equal opportunity offense. Now you've been a guy, obviously uh, in, in, you know, you've been on a team. What has your relationship been like with coaches? And most times, most of the teams you're on, you're the best player on the team. What was your attitude towards teammates? Um, I've, look, as far as I know, <laughs> I've always gotten along very, very well with, with teammates. I mean, I'm a, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person's like person, you know what I mean? So I, 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 I like, I, first of all, I'm very competitive, you know, I'm always, I've always been very, very competitive. Um, and I've always taken pride in, 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 in being the best and I've always strived to be the best. And, and, and when I haven't been the best, I've always worked hard to make sure that, that, you know, at some point very soon, you know, I am, I am there, you know, um, I've been lucky that I've always had really great teammates as well. Um, and been able to manage, um, you know, being able to manage, uh, uh, personalities. And like I told you now, I mean, I've, I've always been into the whole psychological part of, of mm, things. So, mm, you know, I adopted mm. that very early. So for example, you know, we had a teammate by the name of Mfundo. You know Mfundo. And, I know Mfundo. Uh, <laughs> you know Mfundo very well. So me and Mfundo actually went to high school together, uh, Bishop Baby in Bedford View. Mm. So we went to high school together, um, very, very small school. Um, however, we were the second best school in South Africa. Um, and that's saying a lot because we literally had, 
we had like 12 players, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so, you know, not like these other big schools where they had like a whole pool of guys to choose from. We had 12 players um, and the school just got this, this, this you know, really um, a big basketball culture and, and, and we just generated a whole bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of good players over the years and not just like our team, but something that just happened over the years. So anyway, Bundo came to Bishop Haven on a basketball scholarship. Um, very, very great player. But, you know, he, you know, had a, had a bit of an ego, you know, um, um, was a very difficult, um, uh, person to, to, to coach. You know, he was a very emotional guy. Um, and, you know, I had to understand very early that, you know, this, this, he had to be approached in a certain way. You know what I mean? Mm, um, mm, and, mm. uh, and, and, and that, and that make the necessary, the necessary adjustments. Cause I was, I was also usually captain on the teams that I played on. Um, yeah, when I went yeah, to Fizz, yeah. actually was the first time that I wasn't captain. Seppo Seppo was the captain when I got to, you know, when I got to Fitz. Um, yeah. so that, that was, that was, uh, a bit different, but, I was the youngest there and it was easy. You know, I've always understood pecking order as well, you know? Um, so I yeah. was never, I was never a difficult, a difficult guy to, you know, to. Even coach. though usually you, you were, yeah. Yeah. And usually on the teams you were on, you were like the best player on the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sur- surrounded by, but, but to your point, surrounded by great players, but, but, um, yeah. so I, 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 I always admired the fact that, and to your point, I, I don't. I don't even think you would remember this, but I remember one time we, when we played together, again in one of the CBL or whatever, we were on the same team, and we had a game where we was we were robbed. I mean, we felt we were robbed by the by the uh, by the ref, and and I, you know, I remember you you got into an argument with, you know, it was just a, it was one of those games where yeah. emotions were high, and yeah. and on the group these days you would say these days it would be the group WhatsApp whatever, but on the group email I remember. You when when as a team we were all kind of where did it go wrong? I remember you just going, look, I lost my cool and I shouldn't have, and and I remember thinking, well, that's a that's a that's a mature move right there. Yeah, man, no, no, I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, you know? I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll own it. You know, I'll own it. But it's important. I mean, look, I I keep saying this, and and, and I don't just say it to you know to because it's cliche, but sport has really molded me as an, as an individual. And I've, I've, I've taken great, or I take great, great pride in saying it plays such an important role in, in, in development because you learn these things. And that's why it's important to have, same way it's important to have great teachers in school. It's important to have good coaches because if you have, if you mm-hmm. have good coaches, they mold you correctly. Cause in those formative years, you know, you are, you're a sponge, you're taking stuff in. You need to make sure that that stuff is, is solid. You know, um, and so it's important to have people there. And I've just been lucky that I've had those types of coaches, especially earlier on. Remember, in, in, in SA basketball, during the glory years, so to speak, you know, we had really knowledgeable coaches. I remember, I mean, one mm. of my coaches, Francis Mackay. I don't know if you know Francis Mackay. You might know him. I know Francis. Oh, yeah, of course. Francis. You, Francis is Francis. my first ever basketball coach. I know Francis. Literally. Yeah, Francis Mackay is my first ever basketball coach. We actually reconnected recently. Um, he was great, you know, great guy. If you know him, you're likewise, a great guy. likewise. Yeah, great guy. You know, just really, you know, took me under his wing and, and schooled me. There's another coach we had, Graham Thick, and I have really bad memory, as you know. But they, these guys, mm. I remember, they were my, <laughs> like, you know, what I mean, they were my coaches when I was, you know, when I was like 13, 14. These guys really just molded me, you know, the right way. You know, when I got to varsity, it was Lambo. Lambo, just a stand-up mm-hmm. dude, you know. I mean, I, 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 you know, in all honesty, I feel like I need to, 
you know, I need to, I need to get Lambo a little present or something because he held us down. Like as a team, and he mm-hmm. was young at the time as well, but he really held us down. Um, so it, it was very important that I had these types of people and it made it very easy for me to, to make the right decisions and, you know, to be a good teammate. It was a lot easier because I had those types of guys, you know, great captains as well. You know, he's now a CEO, you know, good, just good guys yeah, around you, you know, very good shout guys out, around shout you. Out, shout out to Seppel. So, so, no shout doubt. out Seppel. Um, yeah. And, and as, as you say, that's what Phil Jackson... Don't tell he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna be listening. He's gonna be listening. Shout out Seppo. <laughs> he's um, shit now though. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> there'll be there'll, there'll be no Seppo slander on this podcast. <laughs> um, um, you know, and I think as you say, that's what you, you you recognize in a guy like Phil Jackson, and that episode four was able to do that. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, I have to say again, like we said last week, in terms of the music. When they started with uh, Party Man, I don't know if you know this, yeah. but one of my favorite songs is Prince Party Man from the Batman soundtrack. When they came with the Party Man, mm-hmm. I was I was on tables. I was it. like, what? <laughs> I, lo- I was like, what? And then and then obviously Maestro Beastie Boy, like just yeah. just loving the soundtrack, uh. loving everything. Looking ahead to episodes five and six, which um. We're going to see some Kobe. So I know that's going to be emotional, the way I understand, you know. um, But I can't wait. And um, I can't wait. Yeah, and they're saying saying that they haven't, the Kobe um, edits apparently have not changed. They they haven't, yeah. Yeah, they haven't changed. They haven't molded anything. So what the director was saying that was that, look, when you see this, you're going to get even more emotional because then you'll see that what MJ was speaking about at the funeral uh, at the memorial yes. was literally yes. from the heart because apparently Kobe goes in on their relationship as well and um, yeah it's 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 you yeah it's gonna be yeah you know I'm gonna have my 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 Kleenex with me um, on 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 that episode I'll have my tissues and everything ready I think it's gonna be and I gotta make sure I watch it alone that one I definitely need to watch on my own otherwise uh, <laughs> you know there might be some crying KD or something you know. I think, I think, uh, I think, I think, uh, I think the feeling is mutual. Listen, what this was great. Can't wait to chat again next week. The smoothness. Thank you very much, good sir. Take it easy. All right, man.